using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have AppSumo owner Noah Kagan on this show who is talking about when men are super successful, have everything going for them, but they still have issues with women. Yes, you can be rich. You can have everything you've ever dreamed of, but you can still have issues with women because you do not believe in yourself. And Noah Kagan is going to tell us how to switch these beliefs, turn these beliefs on so that you can believe in yourself. So keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Ask Women podcast with your host, Kristen Carney. That's me and your co-host, Marnie Kenris. That's her, who you can't hear yet. And we have an awesome guest today. We have Noah Kagan, who is the owner of AppSumo. He's number 30 on Facebook. You can find him, the Noah Kagan podcast. You can find him on YouTube. Noah, thanks for putting a shirt on and hanging out with us today. Yes. It's a big day for us. We made it sound like he was like rated number 30 on YouTube. He was the 30th employee (laughs) at, sorry, at Facebook, at Facebook. At Facebook. I didn't know what 30 at Facebook meant. (laughs) It was like 30, like 30th yeah. hottest guy. Well, it means guy. that he's yeah, pretty freaking right. cool. Yeah, it's supposed to signify that I'm like rich and like significant, but it doesn't really mean much. Yeah, it right. doesn't come across as well when you're saying he's the th- <laughs> I don't know what it means yeah. on Facebook. Okay, but aside from Kristen flubbing the intro. I didn't flub. That was a great intro. That was one of my best intros ever. <laughs> Just starting off great. I thought it was pretty good too. It flowed well. It didn't <laughs> represent our guests properly, though. But anyway, you've both done well. Noah's wearing a great shirt. You look great in your hat. Everybody's happy. Noah, I will say one thing about you before I let you introduce yourself. I was aware of AppSumo. I am not a technical person. Kristen makes fun of me all the time. She introduced me to GIFs last year, and I did not know what they were. Just to paint a picture about how technical I am. GIF. A GIF. Yeah, I think I called it a GIF in the very beginning. But I am aware of AppSumo. I have purchased from AppSumo before. 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, one purchase. So, no, not that good. It's no, <laughs> awesome. The fact that you know what it is. Yeah. And the programmers that I work with definitely are like gaga over AppSumo. And you can explain a little bit about AppSumo if you want when we get started. But Jesse, who I work with, who is like my media and ads ninja hero, the guy that just helps me with everything in my business, a few months ago, I was struggling with who am I in my business? Where do I want to go? Do I want to grow? Do I want to shrink? Do I want to quit? And he sent me over the video that you had made, which I'm sure you don't even remember because I don't remember the videos that I've made either. But it was the video that was talking about how you almost sold your now $70 million company when it was worth $5 million or something because you were so drained, so frustrated. I don't know the other words that were used to describe it, but watching your video really inspired me for two reasons. One, because you were able to go from a state of feeling lost and drained and unsupported, I think, and confused to a place of clarity, empowerment, and huge growth. And the other reason that I liked it was because of your personality. I was saying the first part inspired me. The second part was because of your personality. I just think you're so relatable. (laughs) You were so relatable in these videos. And you were just so open and honest about your flaws. And I really like that. I don't like when people pretend to be super awesome all the time and never have a down day. So I really respected that. And then when Jesse reached out to me and said, do you want to have Noah Kagan on your show? I'm like, yeah, totally. Bring him on. He's awesome. I'd love to chat with him. So long intro, but Noah is now here. I will let him talk and explain a little bit about who he is, a small amount about your 30th stat at Facebook. But yeah, welcome Noah, the man who's inspired me. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Kristen, nice to meet you, Marnie. Jesse, thanks for inviting me to the show. What's already been said? (laughs) Okay, so I have you on because as I said before, you were at a place in your business where you were, I'm putting words into your mouth, but I'm assuming you were frustrated and you were drained and tired. And I know that this is not a business podcast. We're talking to men about not dealing with women, but dealing with women, working with women, attracting women. And I know that fear is one of the challenges that, comes with that and getting started, where to start and connecting with people are the three biggest challenges that so many guys have to overcome. And I know that you did this in business. And I know that whatever you use to do this in business can always be applied to dating because it all crosses over all the time. It's all exactly the same. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. Well, I think that one, thanks for having me. And I don't know, I said ladies earlier. I hope that's not inappropriate to call you ladies. I don't know if that's like a cancel thing now, like the show's <laughs> over. I wouldn't be offended if you didn't call us ladies. Oh, I have no idea. I'm so like <laughs> non-PC, so it probably is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, call us bitches or whatever. My fellow humans. Oh, yeah. oh, you no, we're <laughs> yeah. your hoes. So I think the two things about dating and business that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be productive here. <laughs> Let me speak important information. Yes, to your host. I've got an info product I've got to sell, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Number one, I think what's interesting about the business and life, I just made a video about, I literally just walked out of the, uh, the studios, how you can be successful and unhappy. And so I think we're definitely in a unique generation, but I think the most important thing is like, how do we take our power back as women, as men, and then find alignment in our life? That's ultimately what we're doing. It's like, How do I not feel that I'm blaming my parents for some shit, the person I work with, this woman, this man, and take power back and take initiative? Like, yeah, for a stupid example yesterday, I told my friend I'd buy her a housewarming gift. 
she came back with an $800 grill. I was like, yo, I can't say the B word, but that- You can say it. Nah, it's, I'm so scared of getting canceled too soon. Okay. I need another few years before I get canceled. Yeah, we don't have a large audience. So, it's fine. <laughs> all right. So, but anyways, I was like, that's an expensive housewarming gift for a friend, like an $850 grill. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then later in the day, I was like, yo, fuck that. And I texted her and I said, hey, I love you. You're close to me. I care about you. My budget's $400 for your housewarming gift. And even that, I think is pretty generous. I'm not even sleeping with you. You're just a friend. You know, like if I'm sleeping, with you, you get the thousand, you get the grill with the meats. <laughs> yeah, with so the- <laughs> number one, and then I told her that, and honestly, I felt empowered. And then it was like, what other things am I not taking power and alignment for all this whole journey of life and also with women in business? And I think the second to your original point in dating as a man, I think I've never really liked myself. And I fucking hate when people say that. I'm like, what is it you don't like? Just fix that shit. But in terms of not liking ourselves, I think with women in my 20s and, and early in my 30s, most of probably all my 30s, I was just taking what was available. I was like, holy shit, you'll fuck me? Yeah, sign me up. But that's crazy because I don't know how old you are now, but I'm assuming later 30s. I don't actually know. Hey, that's just, you're accurate. And I appreciate I thought, okay. you for guessing so correctly. Right, so at that point, you were super <laughs> successful. I thought 72, but... <laughs> Kristen, we are totally going to go on a date. If you ever come to Austin or if you want to have a very interesting and enjoyable, fulfilling date and nice conversation... I'll introduce you to a guy, but if you want something, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so. If you want a $400 housewarming gift, he's your guy. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm the $1,000. I'm the one who will put out. That's true. She's going she's gonna to play with your meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, no, man, I do have a policy about that. So anyway, though, I think with women, my business partner said something that's really stuck with me. I broke up with my fiance last year and he's like, no, are you getting mm-hmm. what you're getting or are you getting what you want? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just taking anything I can get, man. And it's nothing wrong with my fiance. She's actually, she is a great woman, but I think I was just not enjoying and liking myself to have a higher standard. So I was like, yo, mm-hmm. any of these people that are like me, I'll take it. Versus like, what do I actually really want in a female and a partner? Yeah. And then kind of just being more mindful about that moving forward. Well, can I ask a question? What's your, your background with women? Where does that pattern come from for you? Like, where did that start from? Were you snubbed as a child or is it just, you hadn't really dated before. This was one of the first girls that you dated. So you're like, okay, I'll take you. We're in love. We've been together for a long time. I'm going to marry you. I don't know. I mean, I think there's different threads I can try to needle together. I think one is like the girl who I was like infatuated with cheated on me in college and I felt devastated. And I was just like, I remember going to therapy a few months ago and I was like, man, that was the best girl ever. And my therapist was like, Pawn, so the best woman ever that you've ever had in your life cheated on you. Right. <laughs> He's like, that doesn't sound like that's the best. Right. Like, this sounds like a pretty fucked up girl. I would say girl, not woman. Right. And I think that kind of like a little bit paralyzed me through my dating where I never thought anyone was as good as that. And I think I was just like, maybe not as happy with myself and all these things where I was just kind of like taking, I'm like, oh, you let me have sex with you and you're pretty cool. Like, great, let's do this. And so I think I've regretted some of the times, the amount of time I've spent with a certain amount of women. I've definitely dated a lot. I'd say the most fascinating thing, especially right now, is my dating and accepting and embracing my unknown. That part has been fucking wild. So I have a friend who lives across the street here. He loves having sex with a lot of people, right? That's one guy. My other best friend who stayed over last night, JR, JR's married with a kid and lives in the burbs. Okay, so totally opposite. And I'm in the middle and I'm like, I'm finally single for the first time, liking my work, liking my life, liking my friendships. I'm like, what should I do, right? Like, should I just be trying to bang as much as possible? And I'm like rich supposedly, and I'm like still healthy and vital and like all this other shit. Or should I go be like dad life and try to find a wifey? Like I'd go on a date recently and I'd be like, are you my wife? (laughs) That's how I used to date. 
Yeah, and it's all fucked up. And then I think recently what I've been so excited about is just accepting all of it and not putting so much pressure that I have to have this answer right now. And that's honestly been so fucking liberating in my dating experiences like today. Well, can you give some examples of how you've liberated yourself in that way? Like, for example, you went on a date three days ago and what? Or like, I'd love to hear how you're actually implementing because as you said before, when people are like, just be yourself or be happy, it's like, how do you do that? So how can people do what you're talking about? Well, so one, they should not take advice from me. I'm just telling you my experience. They should do whatever feels right to them and listen to themselves. It's been fascinating to date, reducing my expectation of outcome, meaning that like, you're going to be my partner forever. And it's also been interesting to date and be clear on that. Like I meet a woman, especially women over 32. So I went on a date Friday night. I don't want to say her name for her privacy. Went on a date. I thought it was a really fun date. And then we went back to my house. And my house, I'm not going to brag, but it's like a how do I say it? If you're a white woman, not even white, if you're any woman like 30 years old that likes West Elm, like it's just, it's like kryptonite. Like you won't be able to contain yourself <laughs> in this house. Okay. Honestly, I can't contain myself. No, I get like, it. it. I, it I know just, how I feel when I walk into West Elm. So I understand. Dude, it's designed by a 30 year old woman. And so <laughs> brought her back to the house. I can already tell she's like, well, I'm going to put my keys here. That's where gonna, our photo's mm-hmm. going to go on the mantle. <laughs> but it was so fascinating. My friend and I were there. This is wild. My friend Amit was there. And at the end of the day, he's like, can I ask you guys a few questions? I was like, yes. Oh boy. He's like, so how'd you guys both think of the date? A good friend. Yeah, he was awesome. I actually gave him, this is going to be sound so You gave him your couch after? I gave him a referee. I had a referee shirt because I bought it for the office with a whistle. I love (laughs) that. So he put on the shirt and (laughs) he was like, what did you think? She's like, I think that was interesting. He doesn't seem as serious about it, about this. He seems more casual. And, And then he's like, no, what do you think? And I was like, I don't really feel romantic. I think she's interesting. She didn't look like it's photos as much as I thought. You said this to her. I didn't say that because I thought that was too mean. It is. I just, I so didn't want to say that because it's not helpful. It doesn't help. Yeah. But I was like, to her, I was like, there's not a romantic thing here I want to pursue, but I think we can hang out in groups and like, you're, she's new to Austin. So like, yeah, we could be friends. And actually totally crazy. Amit was like, Noah, do you have any guys you think she would actually be better for? And he asked her, hey, do you have any women that you think Noah would be a better for? And so one of my new kind of approaches as I'm meeting people I like already that I trust are like, hey, is there anyone out there that you think would be great for me? And it's been, I just started that, like that was Friday, but that was an example of a date where- I love that. It was nice that I'm not wasting more time, especially if I'm older, the time thing is a big yeah. deal. The other thing I got to highlight, just kind of quick, can I do a quick yeah. point? Please, one please, other please. Point? Yeah. This is really powerful. I'm not drinking on my dates and I'm not drinking in general. I'm okay. only doing Coke. And so, no, I'm joking. So I'm not drinking on these dates, which is a fucking game changer because I'm not, Yeah. it's also making me not aggressive because you drink, you're like, oh, let's make out. I'm drinking, let's be stupid. And it's also making me super clear. I'm like, I don't want to spend more time with you. And when you're not drinking, there's no like mix up on that, the answer. Right. It's so important that you're stressing that point because that's what so many guys that I work with and Christian works with and who are listening to the podcast, that they forget about the dating process, that it's for them as well. They think, I got her to like me. And actually, I talked about this with Jesse before because prior to him doing this amazing new thing that he's doing with running ads for his profiles and getting like flooded with messages from girls, which I'm going to be talking to my list about very shortly. So guys, stay tuned. He would get contacted like once every couple of weeks and he would like clench on to that one option and just work to make it work. But so many guys experience that. And as soon as you can turn it around and say, this is about me, my dating life, what I want, and actually look at profiles from that point of view, not from the point of view of, 
I'm 30 something. I'm supposed to be married right now. I'm supposed to be settled down. It's, that fucks no, us up. Yeah. I'm going to be super casual and have fun. So you have to look from that point of view and date from that point of view and then cut people off when they're not fitting into that category. And so many guys do not feel empowered enough to do that. So I love that you're saying that. Yeah. Well, I think the two parts for me with this experience, and look, I'm still going through it, is one, I think if you can enjoy time by yourself more, it makes all of this easier. So is that what you say would be like what prompted all of this? I think it's just I've never really been alone. And I've never just really enjoyed hanging out with Noah and listening to myself. Like, there's times where I don't want to go on a date. I'm like, don't go on the fucking date then. And then I do notice there have been times I'm like, there's no women out there for me. It's like, there's a billion plus women out there. Like, you can find them. Like, don't sweat it. But I think just being more okay with it instead of also feeling the conflict. So number one, just spend more fucking time chilling. I had a weird thought. I'll tell you on the same vein. I had a weird thought two days ago. I was like, I don't have enough women now. This is like in the mind. I'm like, I don't have enough women, which makes no sense. And then I'm starting to text another woman. And I just had this realization. It's like, you have more than enough. I have more than enough. And it was just like, I don't know, just kind of like dialing in what, how you're really feeling. Like you feel like dating, date. You feel like being alone or being alone. You feel like being... And just being more just kind of accepting on these overall experiences. And my friend said this quote that's really impacted me. He said, it was, I think it's an Esther Perel quote, which generally I hate when people quote her or all these dating people. I wrote it down. It was so good. It was like, if you want variety, and this was the powerful part. It's like, if you want variety, I was looking at the quote, date one woman. If you want boredom, date many women. Oh, that's interesting. So she wants you to date someone with multiple personalities. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, as we said before. I just thought it was just because you'd go on these dates. Yeah, it's like, it was interesting because I think it's like, we want to go on these dates and then you tell the same fucking story. Like, oh yeah, my dad is this and my mom is fucking that. And I think lately what I'm looking for personally is who is low effort? It's not that I don't dress up or make an effort, but who is just low drama, low effort? And who do I feel like safe to have a deep connection with? And that's it. And I have, there's two women nowadays that I'm enjoying. And also being clear from the front, like I am not here to be marrying you right away. So if that's what you want, you should go find that. And a few women have actually, one woman, I didn't text her back in four days. Yeah, she freaked and out. And she's like, hey, it sounds like you're not serious, so I'm going to pass. And I was like, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. She stated what her boundaries are and her wants. She could have done a little bit better, but I totally agree with that. With a guy who's got a full West Elm house, I'd go probably eight to 10 days <laughs> before I'd send that message. I'd give myself a little bit bigger of a window. With the dude with the West Elm house. Other guys, the four days, okay, I get. Well, with her, honestly, I was just like, yo, this is why you're single. Like, you come attack me. She could have easily been like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Like, because we had a date and I didn't confirm it because I was extremely busy with other things. And you could argue if she was really a priority, I would have prioritized it. But she could have come more safer. Or, I didn't safer. She could have just come like, safer. hey, you're I haven't right. heard from you. Are we still confirmed? Yeah. She's like, instead, it was like super aggro mode. And I was like, yeah, I really want more of that. Guys do that. They go aggro real fast. If they don't hear back from a girl, they go into almost this attack mode. And so she did it too. So I feel like there's a happy medium between, hey, I haven't heard from you in four days, peace out forever, and being walked over. There's somewhere in between the two. I totally agree. One thing I wonder that's interesting, or I'll give you two thoughts that I have, is for guys that are dating, ask for feedback. That was interesting. Like, ask for that feedback. Like, if your girl's not responding or if the day was whatever, it was interesting to hear the girl said I was more casual and some of these things. It's like, oh, that's how you're going to improve. Why do they not have that on dating apps? Honestly, I do a survey every single time that I sell a program to a customer and I ask them afterwards, what did you think? How did you feel? How could we improve things? And the truth is, is that if you had to put that information down there and somebody could also critique you, obviously taking everything with a grain of salt, 
I think it would make the dating process a whole lot better. And for the guys that are listening, if you're able to do that on your own, either asking on the date like Noah or afterwards as follow-up, just say like, hey, I want to check in and see how that date went for you. I'm feeling great about it. I thought we had a great connection. I would like to see you again. And then she can tell you right away so you're not like latched on for a week and a half afterwards. If they did do something like that on dating apps where they had a review process, they would have to have it where it's only multiple choice where you can't fill shit in. Because it'd be like, (laughs) what was wrong with the date? Oh, she was ugly and fat and didn't look like her Snapchat filters. You'd have to have, didn't live up to expectations, check, rather than being truly honest, because that could get brutally scary. And I think that's why people don't want the truth. Because looking in a mirror and seeing what you see back is way more comfortable than actually seeing the actual image of what's in front of you. Well, Kristen, we should go on a date so you can see what it's actually like. Be like, yo, that guy fucking Noah was sucked or actually pretty nice. Pretty nice. I do like on dates lately. Let's do it. Make it happen. Kristen's in New York. Yeah, I mean, you can fly me down. I'm totally into it. I like free trips. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) Let's do it. I think what's interesting is sometimes on dates lately, I wonder what it's like to date other people. Like, I'm curious what their experience like with me is. Because I'm like, yo, this is fun. Like, I think I was on these dates. Like, at least you should have some entertainment for yourself. Like, I try to do dates like do putt-putt. And especially not drinking. It's like, hey, let's go do... We did arcade. I do arcade a lot. Yes, you're dating for you. I'm curious what they think, like, on these other guys that date. I'm like, is it more boring? Is it less... All these other guys, they try, what does she want to do on the date? What would be the best thing to say to her? Their profile is geared towards pleasing these women that they have absolutely no clue who they are or what they like, instead Mm. of putting it back onto themselves. Like, I'm looking for this. This is who I am. I like reading the Sunday newspaper in my underwear, eating Cheerios. Like, who are you? Tell me who (laughs) you are. And I think so many people, as Kristen just said, are so fearful of being rejected by others that they just make themselves blend in with everybody else instead of standing out the way that every individual can in some way. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to give a quick little exercise to really help the guys who are listening for deciding when something is for them and when something is not for them and figuring out who they are. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Noah Kagan, party shirt guy. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. 
That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right. That was a quick break. We are back. (laughs) The magic behind the podcast. Uh, Can I add something, Marnie? Yeah. There's a quote that I've been, it's from a female book that honestly has been a game changer for me. Which book? It's from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Yes. Every woman has read it out there. Jesse, if you want, like I've read all 50 Shades of Grey. I love these books. I love female books. So they have a quote though that I literally think about almost every single day. And I think it really applies to dating, which is your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. And I think about this every fucking day since I read that quote, and I love it. I love it. Can you actually explain that to me? I'm not really sure that I'm getting the concept. Yeah, say that again. So I'll just say it one more time, because Kristen was enjoying it. Well, because I've disappointed people. (laughs) I thought you were talking about my sex life. It's pretty, (laughs) like, oh, geez. Okay, actually, now I think I'm getting it. Your point is to fuck up. Your job is to disappoint others before you disappoint yourself. So what you were saying is so right on, Marnie, which is these dating stuff, I do think lately I like myself more. I feel like I am higher status, not for others, but for me, I'm like, yo, you're fucking like ribeye. You're like that fucking Whole Foods ribeye now. (laughs) Oh, that's top of the line. (laughs) That's maybe too high. Maybe don't jump so high. I'm Albertson's chicken. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so instead of like disappointing yourself, disappoint these other people, not be rude, but it's like, I don't want to buy the grill. Hey, I don't want to go on a date with you. Hey, I don't want to waste more time texting someone that doesn't really seem like it's worth it for me from both sides. Yep, yep. I love that because it's the hardest thing for people to do. Mm. It's attractive to also be that. It is. Well, that's why women are so drawn to bad boys and maybe not players, but like bad boys, right? Because they just march to the beat of their own drum. They don't care about pleasing somebody else. They're doing things in their own way on their own terms. And maybe that's the extreme jerk version of it. But when you have that to choose from or somebody who is like meek and pleasing, you're probably going to lead towards the more leadership type of guy who could, biologically speaking, help you survive the world in some way. What is it the biggest thing that you teach men? It's fascinating, like sex. There's no books, really good books or coaches on sex. Like I'm just learning doing what I saw in videos. There's some, but not great. At first, I'm like, why do I need a woman or anyone to coach me on relationships? And it's like, well, where did you supposed to learn this shit? And so I'm curious for Kristen and Marnie, what are the main themes you're seeing in guys that you're like, these are the key things that guys need to work on in relationships? And I like what you're saying. Like, just fucking do the things you really want to do and find something that's also aligned with that. Like, what are the themes you're noticing as you're coaching men and, and teaching them? I'm going to let Kristen answer first. Well, the themes, I mean, I'm noticing because I work with one specific type of guy pretty much because I work with guys who have a hard time being fun and playful and communicating in a charismatic way. So I work with guys who are really overthinking everything. So it's almost like they're coiled so tightly. They're like, and they don't know how to have fun. So I'm working with them to undo that tightness in their butts, basically and get them to have fun. So I'm not really talking with guys that much that are succeeding yet sexually. They're getting there. So I don't really know how to answer that 
So I don't know if we're talking about sex or not. <laughs> no, no, but that's a good response. And so for me, I'll talk about like the pinnacle of everything that goes on for guys. Ultimately, it's what we've been talking about. They do not know how to clearly ask for what they want or what it is that they want. That's the biggest struggle for any guy that I've worked with over the past 17 years and everything else stems from there. So they're labeled as the nice guy, which means that they're not speaking up, asking for what they want. Instead, they're placating towards women. They're presenting a false version of themselves that they think the woman's going to like, or they fall into the friend zone, very similar habits for the friend zone. Sexually, right? They're trying to please the woman without thinking about what they want in the bedroom as well. So they muffle themselves, they quiet themselves, they turn themselves into robots. So all of it stems from this very top peak of not knowing what they want or being clear on it, not believing that they can get what they want, and then not asking for what they want. So most often I help men to turn on that part of themselves where they can clearly communicate who they are and what they expect from another woman and see if that woman on the reverse side wants it as well, whether it's for a one-night stand or a long-term relationship. It's just about being a man of high integrity, authenticity, which a lot of people struggle with because they are constantly trying to be somebody else that they think women are going to be attracted to. That's why I love having people like you on because to hear that people like you struggle I think it's a breath of fresh air for so many guys because they constantly say, oh, if I was rich, I would have no problems. If I had this, I would have no problems. You've got a <laughs> house decorated full of West Elm. You are, you know, like you're buying $800 barbecues for your friends. Like you're in a good position, but you still struggle with being yourself and like expressing yourselves to people. Yeah. So that's refreshing for so many guys to hear. And I do want to highlight the one little tool because it's a genius tool that somebody showed to me a really long time ago. I don't really remember where I got it, but it's in one of my programs, How to Become a Man Women Want. But it was as simple as, if you are ever questioning, or even if you're not questioning if something is for you, so if you're dating or looking at a profile and you're reading this and thinking, oh, she's so pretty. She doesn't really have any of the things that I like, but she's really pretty and she's writing back to me. You say to yourself, is mm, for me? Is this profile for me? Is this girl for me? Is Heather for me? Whatever it is. And literally your gut response to that, if it's yes or no, that's you telling yourself what direction for you to go in, right? So if you're like, ah, no, this is not for me, then you end it. You either stop communication or you politely stop communication. Or if the answer is, yes, this is for me, then you continue exploring down that path. And if you have another point where you're like, I don't know what's going on here, you check in with yourself again, is whatever's going on for me. Like your brain just goes in the direction that's right for you. It doesn't lie to you at that point when you're giving it that simple trigger to answer honestly. So if guys can start using that as their guiding light, which is really yourself as your guiding light, I think that will help them a lot more and not get trapped in this same trap, I guess, that Noah had been in in the past. That's crazy, though. Why do we lie to ourselves? Because it's safer. We're not operating from a place of abundance. And I hate saying uh, that. That is true, though. Like, there's not yeah. enough women out there. Sure. Yeah. So if you talk to someone who's pretty. Or a belief of abundance. That's what right. it is. Yeah. It's a yeah. belief of abundance. So I will tell you something. So I've worked before with, and when I first started doing this, my business, I was working with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And we were supposed to do a television show together, never ended up becoming something. But I became very friendly with her for a period of time. And she would talk to me about how if she ever wanted to be by herself, she'd go out in public 
and just sit at a table somewhere because nobody would ever look at her. Nobody would ever talk to her. And she felt so alone. She is somebody who you would think would have this world of abundance, right? Of options for her, of men that would fall at her feet. But she still felt like she didn't have choices. And she continuously got into a relationship or relationships with guys who were not suitable for her, who ended up being horrible to her. So it's just interesting, like exactly what Kristen said, most people do operate from this belief of they do not have options. And once you can figure out how to turn that belief around, and it sounds like, Noah, that's what you're doing, which is amazing, through therapy or through talking to your friends, you can end up being in a better place. Doesn't mean you can't fuck up still, right? Or disappoint others, which you're supposed to be doing, but it just means you get to be on a nicer path that doesn't feel as icky all the time. I mean, I'll tell a story, and I think part of this whole experience in life is just like, be kind to yourself. Like one of my phrases these days is just be generous to yourself. I noticed for my with dating for literally years and like, especially the year I was single, I'm like, I should be dating. I should be alone. I should be, it's like, shouldn't have to do shit. And just be kind to yourself in these whole experiences versus being so rude. I have a friend, he's very high status. He's super rich. And he's dating like someone who's like a supermodel, basically. And this is like a nerdy dude, right? Like he's always been a nerd guy. And now he's like fucking, he's big dick in it is a phrase I like to call. Yeah. And the girl went to him and was like, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you. Now, imagine a person who never got women his whole life and finally now is big balling. And he's got a supermodel almost. And she's awesome. She's a great woman. Wants to be in a relationship. And he's like, he called me, called me on Monday. He's like, should I be in a relationship with her? And I was like, well, I think this is the hard part. It's like, what do you really want? He's like, I just got out of a one-year relationship. I kind of like fucking a bunch of different other women. And I was like, sounds like you don't want to be in a relationship right now. And she wants one. So you can either sacrifice yourself or you can sacrifice the relationship to get, do what you're And he's like, honestly, I want to have three women all over the world. And when I travel, like take one of them or I go visit them and so forth. I was like, that's awesome. You should do whatever the fuck you want. But he should also communicate that to the girl. That's the interesting part that so many guys don't some, do. Some are down for that. Yeah. That's and a, they will. Like, sure. I'll be your girl in Atlanta. One woman texted me two days ago and she's like, hey, I can't tell. Are you friend zoning me? And I was like, I'm not. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this. Probably not. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll put it out there. I'm like, I am attracted to her. I do enjoy her company a lot. I really like it. I can't say I'm like ravenous to finally want to go like rip her clothes off, which I don't know why people are ripping clothes off, but like delicately take her clothes <laughs> I've off. I've never ripped Zippers, clothes off. Buttons. I've always been jealous of people who have done that though. Yeah. who's And then you have to buy new clothes. It's a yeah, pain but in the that, ass. Yes. I think about that too, mainly to my husband. I'm like, oh, okay. don't touch anyway. that. Don't ruin that shirt. <laughs> but she's like, hey, are you friend zoning me? And I was like, no, I'm down to hook up. I'm down to hook up. And she was like, me too. She was like, I just thought you weren't interested. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just like, especially not drinking and like, I'm like doing other things. I'm like, I'm just not as aggressive as maybe other people are. But I'm like, let's hang out. But I think to your original point, it's, can you get alignment on what you really want? And being what you want internally and then also communicating that to other women. Like a lot of these 32-year-old women, I've had a, a lot lately. And so I'm actually looking younger and I'm not spending as much time looking right now. Right, because they're in a different place than you. They're a different place. They're like, if you're 29, 27, you're like, hey, I got some time. I'm still chill. And the 32, I don't blame them. I'm like, yo, if you're wanting to do that in the next three years, like you should actually reject more men. Yeah. And so it's kind of just being more clear on the inside what people are feeling. And look, maybe in a year when we revisit this conversation, I'll be like, yo, I've dated a bunch. I've been alone a bunch. And I'm at a place where I want to find just one person uh, to make babies with. Or maybe I won't. Maybe but, I'll still Exactly. But this. maybe you won't. That's the thing that you don't have to be. So I think like people like George Clooney had so much flack before, especially from the female population, right? Like, oh God, he's just like playing around and never wants to settle down as if there was something wrong with that. But to be honest, 
why would you not want to go have a whole bunch of amazing experiences with beautiful, quality women who are super intelligent? And when things start to not be so great, go back, have your single life, start a tequila brand, and then date somebody else. Like, I don't see a negative side to that. It's just a lot of these social pressures of you're supposed to be with, or you can't date somebody 30 years younger. And that's the challenge that most people face. What is Kristen looking for? Things happen in your life to start shifting what you want. And you can follow that as it happens naturally. So for me, for example, to make the show really heavy, Marnie knows where I'm going to go with this. My mom passed away unexpectedly recently. Oh, shit. And I never cared about marriage. I mean, of course I wanted, you know, I want to find my person and I want to have a person in my life, but I've never been like, I want to get married. But now because of this massive life change that I've gone through, I'm seeing the beauty in having a spouse or a husband and having a family. I never saw that before. So stuff happens in your life where it'll answer it for you. So for me, my answer came to me through this really horrific event of, okay, I do want to get married. So rather than putting pressure on yourself all the time to be like, what should I do? Should I date? Should I not date? Da, 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 da. I think life will unfold naturally and lead you where you're supposed to go naturally. So for me now, I know the answer. Whereas before I was like, I don't know, do I want to get married? I don't know. I don't really care. And now it's not that I'm like, part of it is like, oh, I don't want to be alone. It's not dating from like a desperate point of view. It's dating from a I see how short life is and how wonderful your vision changed. It would be to have someone to share life experiences with. So yeah, so my vision changed. So I'm there now naturally. So now I'm that like woman in her 30s who's like, I need to get married, but I'm not in a rush. I just know that's what I want. Ah, she just lost her ticket to Austin, didn't she, Noah? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can be in a rush. I mean, I, I'm always in a rush for West Elm. <laughs> She's like, I can slow down for a week. Like, oh, I don't. Well, I can take a weekend vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have someone flying in this weekend, Kristen. Otherwise, I'd say come by. I'm busy this weekend. That's what every time. girl loves to hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't come in this weekend because somebody else is coming <laughs> in instead. I do think about that, though. It's like you literally only have seven days available to live. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And it's a real opportunity cost. Like, if you're having lunch or a dinner with someone that you don't want to be with, or it's not yourself or a homie or whatever, like you're wasting time. And I think I've gotten really diligent about that, especially lately where I'm like, like, who was it? It was like some female. There's nothing wrong with them. There's not, they're not bad at all. But I was like, do I not want to be alone or do I really want to spend it with this person? I was like, I don't want to spend it. And so it's just like, oh, cool. But that's a huge thing because so many guys would say like, oh, I'm going to do it because then I'm a dick if I don't do it. I'm not going to have a good time. I'm going to take the night away from her that she could potentially be spending the night with somebody else. Like, so there's backlash to all of those choices when you're not being true to yourself. It's draining you totally. and then it's potentially hurting the other side. I want to wrap up because I know that you said you have a heart out at uh, two o'clock your time. Heart, but heart on. I, honestly, we, we could talk about this. <laughs> I thought you said heart on too, Kristen. <laughs> heart on. But I've loved having you on this episode. I just think that... I love you, you too. Oh, look where we are already in only an hour. You don't say love enough. I say it all the time. I think I say it too much, actually. I used to sign all my emails, love Marnie. And my husband was, when we first started dating, he's like, you can't do that for work emails. And I was like, why not? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Everybody needs a little bit of love. I, I sign it XOXO. And then anytime I send it to a woman in the email, I always make it just X. 
Because I'm like, yes. I don't know these days. Yeah, you're like, you don't deserve an O. You just, you just get an X for right <laughs> you just now. Get a, yeah. You get a handshake. Yeah, let's see. Two months in, I'll give you the you O. You don't know in the workplace. Yeah. It's so funny, the little differences. Because if you do two Xs, it's like, oh, cute. If you do three Xs, it's like, whoa, this guy's a porn freak. Just one X makes such a difference. Because <laughs> yes. I, I accidentally typed that the other day when I it's went to true. hit XX. At the bottom of my email, I hit XXX. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't. You're like, don't do it. Or maybe, depending on who I was sending the email to. Right, exactly. Exactly. Marty, what you got me reflecting on, and Kristen, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. I, my dad passed, and I, honestly, 10 years later, I'm still like, it still gets me. So I, I feel it for you. I hope you find a dude, someone uh, worthy of you. Yeah, well, West Elm guy. I think that's also like kind of a powerful thing that you just kind of triggered in me, which is like, do we deserve love? Do we feel worthy of this love? And like, there's a lot of blockers in that. For everybody. Yeah, no, no. If it's not, whether you're poor, rich, ugly, whatever it is, it's just like, Kind of getting to the place where you feel worthy of having someone else and sharing that. That takes time. Even now, like I'm like, I like myself more, so I'm having higher standards. And I'm like, there's so many women out there. But there's times I definitely remember where I'm like, there's not enough women. I wish one would respond to me. I wish I could get any. Like, I'll take anything I get. Right. I wish a good woman would respond to me or something like that. So last night, actually, I'm sorry, now I'm going to make it longer. We had a masterclass on how to emotionally connect to women. And we had this amazing expert come on, Tara Harrison, who just like, we had about 200 attendees come. And we talked about the Tua Called a Tune by John Gottman. I forget who. So I'm totally going to quote this incorrectly, but just about how to properly talk to a woman so that she feels safe. But really, it's about how to properly talk to people. And the belief around this system called a tune is that it's not really a belief. It's a proven truth that everybody at the core is afraid of not being loved and heard. And what they're seeking is trustworthiness in their surrounding world, be it with friends, with parents, with children, with their loved ones. So the more that you can be aware of this, that everybody is walking around the earth feeling this way, no matter how confident they are, especially when they get deep into any kind of relationship, a work relationship as well, and they're more vulnerable at having a chance of not being loved and heard in some way, it's a pain point for people. And it's really scary. And that's why the system that we talked about last night was just so magical because the person on the opposing side or other side can really help whoever is around them just feel like more empowered and loved through simple words of communication. It's, it's well, No, no, one thing I'll share, like on my dates, you don't want to be like weak. You don't want to act like a little bitch as a guy, right? Like that's not really good. But I will say on my dates, I've really been exploring being vulnerable. And there's a difference between being open, like, Here's my yes. worth, or here's Thank this. You. That's bullshit. That's, but being vulnerable, and people say, what is vulnerable? Vulnerable is like, they could reject me. They could not like me. Because of what they hear. Right. But it's being Because honest. of what they hear. Like, hey, I'm afraid of this at work, or I am not wanting to be in a relationship right now. And I'm like, that means they could say something that I don't like. And I will say it's created a great separation of like the women that I'm like feeling more interested in and connected and having a deeper thing. And some of them, it's not. It's like, well, that's great. I'm finding that out sooner. So I would encourage everyone like on the next dates, maybe not right away. I have thought about it in like the early communications. You don't do it right away, but it just like pretty early on, like share who you are. This is me. Yes. I mean, I think it's on the first date that you do it, but at a lower level, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just saying like, if you do it on a dating app, you don't want to be like, Hey, I have mother issues. It's like, dude, I, I just met you like on a dating app. Like, right. That's oversharing and like throwing up on a woman. We don't want that. Oh God. Now I just want to touch on one thing that you did say, because this is a huge problem that I'm seeing for so many guys lately. They're constantly writing me saying, if I tell her this, 
won't that make me look needy? Won't that make me look weak? And this is big overarching this for all the different this is. But really what they're asking is, if I express what I want, won't that make me look weak? And I was like, I don't know who gave you this definition of neediness and weak, but if you express what you want, that makes you confident and bold and manly. So I don't know why so many men are afraid of expressing their desires confidently and revealing... I'd like to fuck you right now, or Ooh. I would want to date you again, or I'd no, like well, to, whatever you're married, it is. But thanks. No. <laughs> I was talking to Kristen, not you. <laughs> but like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's so true. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's a big message that I want to send to guys listening. It's all about a balance. Yeah, absolutely. The vulnerability stuff, you drop it in and you get out. So you drop in the thing about your mom or about the thing that makes you vulnerable and then you move on and you go light somewhere else. You go playful, fun. And then, you know, in another 45 minutes or wherever, in an hour, you drop it in again and then you get out. So it's like lingering on vulnerability stuff is where it starts to feel needy or starts to feel too much at the beginning. It's like crop dusting. That's a great point. Totally great point. Like you like, you know, you know, the crop dusting yeah. and you, like fart and you let it go. You just, boom, yeah. drop it, keep going. And then, you know, 45 minutes <laughs> oh, later. That's not what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what I thought. You definitely lost your ticket to Austin now. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, all. That's so, that's funny. Mm-hmm. All right, Noah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell people a little bit about, it's actually Sumo, there's a bigger brand to it now. It's not just AppSumo. Sumo Group is our company. But one, thank you ladies for having me. Jesse, thanks for facilitating it. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope everyone gets what they want. I hope every listener is like, you're worthy of love. Sorry, I thought you were going to be wearing <laughs> one of the Suma things. <laughs> I'm actually wearing short shorts. I like, no, no, straight up. Look how short these shorts are. I don't know if you can see oh, it. I can't even these shorts, see. I uh, can't see it. But I'm wearing like, basically the balls are like right I, No, but that's the verge. trend now. I, I just heard the other day, if your shorts go below your balls, then they're not short enough. <laughs> like that was... Yeah. What if you have long balls? It was based, I forget <laughs> where I heard office. that. I've got to be appropriate here. I think even at the office, it's like what you have to do too. I don't know. I No, we have a lot of females here and they're very impressive. It's like, I've got to be very appropriate here at the company. Yes. If people are looking to do business stuff, so I specialize in helping people start or grow their businesses. I don't do consulting, but we have AppSumo.com, which is the number one digital marketplace for software and tools. So it's like, hey, what are the tools I need to grow my online business? But at a, at a discount, right? That's the biggest thing for AppSumo. Yeah, it's insane. Like yes. Sometimes you see these products, the price, you're like, it's too good to be true. And my mom, this Jewish mother, it's saying, I don't believe these deals. I'm like, shut up, mom. <laughs> and then if you want more actual tactical and the strategies about how we run the business, how we've done all this multiple times, Noah Kagan on YouTube as well and on podcast is where I would recommend people checking out. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Noah, thank you so much for being on. Kristen, so much for being delayed for every comment that was made, but (laughs) they still had impact. I felt them every single time. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Don't waste your time downloading individual episodes because that time can be spent on bettering yourselves and making the right decisions when you're out there with ladies. Don't waste brain space. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. 